0: Hello once again, and welcome to Ring Crew Radio. I am the Arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous K. Kayfabe. And coming off the top rope, as always, is the high flyer, Frank Cliff. We are episode 39, and we're coming at you Friday morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you, K. Fabes? I'm good. How's everything? Kayfabes, I can't complain. You know who can do a lot of complaining, though? The man at the other end of this table. <laughs> Frank Cliff was hangry earlier today. I had an incident. He was losing it. He was eyeballing my food. He was eyeballing his wife's food. He was picking his fork in places that didn't belong. Well, he was waiting for me to come.
1: Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Frank! <laughs> I just finished smoking my afternoon delight, getting ready for this fucking shit show of a goddamn disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm getting nice and ready to... To vent to my fellow wrestling fans. Nikki K. Fabes goes, what do you want for dinner? And PJ brings it to go plate because he's done with our gimmicks. He can't deal with it anymore. You
0: fucking A1, I can't deal with it anymore. He can't deal oh, with today it. Today was easy. I can't deal it with was it anymore. easy. Yeah, because he said, holy shit, PJ's not going to be in on the ordering anymore. i got to make this go seamlessly. I know what's going on. I didn't know you weren't
1: involved. I literally wrote in the text message, the text he's me. not eating. But anyway, oh. I had to rely. So thinking
0: outside the box, Frank went with Wendy's. Shocker.
1: Wendy's I doesn't have... come in a box. Big Macs come in boxes. Wendy's doesn't come in a box. I offer oh, it's an you. expression, you mook. Anyway, Kayfabe's offered to get the Wendy's. He tells me he's got to make a stop on the way. I said no problem, make a stop. He says I'll, I'll call you when I'm ten minutes when I'm leaving. It's ten minutes from the Wendy's. Probably and, less. And probably know. less. It's literally one exit on the Belt Parkway. K-Fabes the belt Parkway's is moving.
0: Faves is not capable of estimating time like the rest of I, I don't
1: think he could read a fucking clock because he, he wasn't even close. You know who else is very bad? Who's that? Man of Steel Mike Verner. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He's too busy picking up fucking anchors to look at a clock. <laughs> anyway, this idiot tells me he'll be there in 10 minutes order the food. I order the food. Half hour later, I'm calling him. He's not picking up. Now.
0: His voicemail box.
1: Now, now, PJ. Every time this happens, because this happens often, where I call kayfabes, I'm with you, and I just look at you and roll my eyes. We both know what happened. The phone's in his hand. He's just not picking it up. Correct. He's either scratching his balls, he's playing with the radio. People do that. Their
0: their phone will be going off, and they just won't answer it. It's like, I'm not
1: dealing with this. Fuck him.
0: And and especially when they know what it's about. Of course. They know it's going to be where are you.
1: He didn't want to answer the question. So I call him once after 10 minutes. I call him again after 20 minutes. He has a fucking pick up. Thirty minutes later, I get a fucking phone call. Oh, I'm almost there. Well that's fucking helpful. My fucking esophagus is eating my stomach, you piece of shit. See how
0: riled up he is now? He's still hungry. He's he was twenty times worse. He was mad. I ate
1: so fast I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> fucking Wendy's poisoned me with the pop of fucking chicken.
0: Speaking of poison, Monday Night Raw this week. Oh boy. It was pretty shitty. It was the same show. So what we're going to do today for the Ring Crew Faithful is we're going to run through Raw and SmackDown in a very quick, off-the-cuff type of way. And then spend the remainder of our time on our three counts, which will include wrestling headlines and WWE television, which I'm very excited about. And then, of course, fan questions. But let's get Raw and SmackDown out the way. Did anything happen on Raw that was memorable, kayfaves?
1: I'm sorry, I have to interject. We have to start with SmackDown. Our whole order's off now. Chronologically speaking, sorry. But SmackDown. You're right. So. Let's start with the interesting thing, right?
0: SmackDown's a good show, though.
1: I loved SmackDown. First off, it's clear to me, and I don't like this right away, and I really hope this is just a tease for the future. Mm -hmm. It's clear that they have picked their next babyface, and it will be Cesaro. That show had seven different clips of Seth getting thrown around for two minutes. It got annoying after a while, but it, it made sense in the storyline because then Seth got pissed at the end of the show and made the run-in. I loved the opening of the show. Reigns not even acknowledging Cesaro when he came out to challenge him.
0: Yeah, that was good. He didn't even acknowledge him, K-Fabes.
1: Walked right the out. who
0: wants all the acknowledgments. <coughs> Can we say something about WWE's? i for you, K-Fabes. Excuse me, get, I'm get, sorry. Your, get your life together. Don't you hit the
1: high flyer smoke? <laughs>
0: The camera angles on WWE programming—it's it's tough. I can't it is, do it It's anyway. a, it's a fucking people, headache. A lot of people are saying they're just walking away from it. They say I can't watch it. That's I feel like
1: much. I feel like I'm in fucking Cesaro's airplane spin, watching that fucking show. It's just 45 camera angles switching back and forth in 30 seconds. Yeah, it's
0: a lot. Yeah, really well. But Even do you think? It? It oh, it was the worst. Fabe, okay, do they have enough faith with Cesaro to put the rockets to his ass? I don't know. It's tough on that show because Reigns is so is thriving so much that I know. He, but he's a big heel, and you know what big heel needs eventually. Yeah, a
1: foil. He
0: got to go down. That's what we'll talk about it. But that the Austin thing too. That's what he, he needs right. top guys to work with. Does Cesaro? Do you think WWE is going to have the confidence in him to go all the way? I think they do, but I don't think they want to do it yet because I don't think Reigns can lose yet. I think Reigns will have to. I don't know if he'll even have a match at this WrestleMania backlash. I just don't see it happening. know. Hey, Reigns? Or well, Cesaro. Reigns. I don't think there's anyone to face him yet. I, I don't think... They're not going to bring Edge back. They're not going to bring Brian back. And
1: he's now on the Lesnar level where he could justifiably just say, I'm not working in this. And it's acceptable because of the character. But to go on your point, Fabes, I completely agree with you. I hope not yet. I hope this is a tease. I hope we're just, we're just starting here because... The one problem I see this feud having as of right now, if you're booking it tomorrow, Cesaro is one place that he's not very gifted. I'm not saying he's not passable, and that would be on the microphone, on the stick, as our good friend Steve would say. Pretty good on the horn. It's just, when you're going to feud with a guy like Reigns, who right now, I would argue, is one of the top talkers in the game, it's hard to it deny it. He doesn't say
0: much, but it doesn't matter. He's legitimate. He's legitimate.
1: And the Do you top, not believe anything the, he says? And
0: the top talker in the game...
1: Paul Heyman. ...is by his side. Exactly. And and the problem with putting Cesaro in this spot now, even when they were interviewing him backstage after he just got pissed off and he said, son of a bitch, in an evil villain voice because he's European. He really should be an evil villain. It's sad. He, they, that, that's kind of what he's... Yeah. have done it. And it got stale. Yeah, it didn't...
0: It got stale. I was at a show once. The Raw After Mania, I forgot where we were, but... He came back from an injury. They did
1: a. Dallas, we were there.
0: Was it Dallas?
1: Dallas. He debuted, he returned in a fatal four way. Fatal four way. way Styles. Who
0: was going to face the the champ. Okay? And they didn't say who was coming back. And he came back, and they went nuts.
1: It was a Raw After Mania crowd, but still, they popped.
0: Sometimes that's the best crowd because these are the people that traveled to watch your product. These are the real fans. These are the fans. These are the paying fans. This isn't Des Moines, Iowa. Not I, little kids in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100% right. And, and they had, they did that, 100%. and I was like, wow, this guy. And, and everyone knows he, he can work. Everyone knew he was good. He just didn't have the right, I guess, well, I'll right right way this, to go about it. Well, I'll tell you this, 100%. But my opinion, WWE, shit or get off the pot. I've had enough
1: already. Do you want to do it right now?
0: No. I'd you like, got to get, get that voice up. SummerSlam, SummerSlam, I, I uh, a SummerSlam match, a Sorrow vs. Reigns with some heat on it?
1: I had a counter to both of you. I mean, I agree SummerSlam's interesting, but you got to figure this Seth feud gets at least two more matches. You think Seth's going to even it out? Probably in some heelish manner. I don't want to see another triple threat. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. You have to have him finish the Seth feud. So you have two more matches with that that probably gets you to SummerSlam. Turn Shinsuke, have him feud with Shinsuke. Let's milk this to the rumble. God. Let's have a baby face win the fucking rumble. Get over a fan favorite, and let's have him face Reigns. And I could even live uh, with him not winning. I just did
0: that. Yeah, they just they
1: had they just do that. Edge, they, no one wanted Edge to win. The Thunderdome may but, have illusioned uh, it. Edge if,
0: got the biggest pop at Mania,
1: but it's not Daniel. It's not the equivalent of an underdog winning it. If you did, it's Cezanne. a main event guy.
0: That. You say you didn't say a main event. You didn't say an he underdog. wasn't the
1: top baby face.
0: Edge wasn't the top baby face at
1: the time. In that rumble, no way. I
0: think who he was? was Christian.
1: Damn it! They don't have any faces anymore. You're I right. Mean, who was Christian? Got a, a big pop. Yeah, but from Christian from the crowd. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're from, right from the, from the fake crowd. Well, that's the thing too. That rumble is very fabricated too to even compare. But Look, that's the what I want.
0: pop at Mania. He's, he was probably the most over guy. No, in he, that match, probably 100. percent
1: But then again, listen to the pop. Cesaro got a night one. Definitely.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think Cesaro. It's tough because I was gonna say I, I think we talked about this. I said if you want to have him come out first in the Rumble and have that, then you could do more with him, especially right. with a crowd. But now you just did it the year before. You he'd can't be, a, he'd be a better number one spot than Edge. Oh, yeah, he'd be, that working, he'd be working. He'd be working the whole time. He needs a new uh, finish. That neutralizer thing is terrible. You really don't like it. I hate the neutralizer. I think it's terrible.
1: But Why? you like the Styles Clash? No. Oh, you don't like this? okay. So you just don't like moves stomach. of that
0: nature. Why? I don't know. It doesn't look particularly painful. It doesn't look like a move that he can hit anywhere. It'll knock the fucking wind out of you. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's something that to any move that takes a big setup to do. To me, I don't like. I like things that can hit it anywhere. RKO, stunner, super kick. Even I even like Undertaker's last ride. He can get that on anybody. I get your And you can get it out of different ways. Different things could be happening. you could be in the corner, you're doing the 10, and then he does the mm-hmm. power bomb. The neutralizer just too much was going to snap his neck. Well, uh, uh, yeah, that could go. He could get away with it. He could And then also, that.
1: I mean, but that's his whole move set now. I mean, the spin, the fucking I've airplane. Seen
0: him, I've seen him hit, hit it quick. And he's got to have a better gimmick than just...
1: The European guy. The European
0: great wrestler.
1: Right. It did to be
0: strong as fuck. Yeah, but other than Cesaro on SmackDown, anything else happened? Pat McAfee debuted. Pat McAfee was fantastic, which is odd because he was actually pretty decent in the ring. But he's a very good talker, so they do need some new commentary. Oh, this is the reign of Michael Cole has to come to an end.
1: Sadly, it is Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. But Pat McAfee knows his shit. He's a fan of the product, so that's good to see. He's not struggling as much the guy as the guy on Raw, who I don't want to give up yet on. But dear God, he needs to do something differently. I, yeah,
0: I, I don't think he's awful. we we'll I don't Raw. think he's good. We're gonna get to Raw on the new commentating, which I kind of liked, but we're still on SmackDown. Adam Pearce did it again.
1: What happened? Is that the go plate
0: hitting you? The eyes are fading. No, I'm, I'm super tired today. You don't know, have to come straight from work. Nikki K. Fapes threw my whole fucking life into a, into a world. I can't, a whirl I've been whirling. coming from work for. Yeah, but we had a nice setup on Tuesday night, and now you made us move to Thursday, and you don't even do on Tuesday night what you said you did. But Uh, that was besides the point. That was besides the point. Adam Pierce again, whispering on television. Whispering on television. Fuck you. If you weren't bald, they'd have no fucking use for you. Why does he whisper on television? Why can't he talk? Why can't he just speak in an audible voice?
1: So needless to say, he's not going to be posted today on the male ball club.
0: Not yet. <laughs> Not at this rate. I put people who can talk. Anything else on SmackDown? Uh, I mean, Belair had a SmackDown celebration. Oh yeah, with the family. That was cool. I kind of liked with it. it was a prophets, nice moment. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had another match.
1: Oh, you know what? That reminded me. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Here's what I don't get. So the video went viral of her clapping it up and hamming it after I liked the show. It. I didn't mind. Of it. course you do, because you love when they act like real wrestlers and break kayfabe. Go I, figure. I don't. Worst but... nickname ever. But... I want to
0: break a face.
1: You do that shit, and then on SmackDown, I get the storylines, obviously, a little bit differently. Now she's just going to act pissed off, which is fine. I didn't hate that, but she just stormed off and never came back.
0: All right, let it build a little. (sighs) But, and and lastly, uh, Rude and Ziggler beat the Street Profits. Uh, for the tag titles, but they have no tag teams on these. The shows. most
1: useless tag champs of should, all time.
0: It should really be one tag team strap. It doesn't make any sense. They're not even. I, they keep shooting with the same people. I mean, I know you have Otis and Gable and maybe the Mysterios. They might have a run. But other than oh, that, there's four tag teams. That's about it.
1: Just combine them. and Ray, you know, Ray
0: wasn't even on Mania. Who
1: cares? I, I. Who really cares? They've disintegrated that man.
0: 50 years as a wrestler disintegrated that man.
1: Well, I mean, Seth Rollins put his fucking eyeballs out. After that, it was over for me. And it was over shit. for me way before that.
0: Rollins did say he thinks that went a little too. Uh,
1: well, no shit. Knocking someone's eye out and puking on fucking national well, television. Yeah, I think three years is long for any feud. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime. Rock fucking Austin didn't
0: feel that long. It probably wasn't. It was. So you want to pivot over to Raw? I got about two hours into this thing, and I fell asleep. I did the same thing. Ring Crew Faithful? Look, I guys, I'm sorry. Thing. We do our best. We all work to various it's the degrees. the same show. But it's the same show. Raw is a tough sit. It's a tough sit every How week. was
1: WrestleMania so good? And the feuds that were from Raw and WrestleMania was so good. And they've taken every bit of momentum from that and turned it into a flaming hot piece of shit. Yeah. I don't understand it. The first it. hour
0: felt, I mean... We had the show start with with McIntyre, and then it went to...
1: Well, I'd like to go right there. Why are we back to McIntyre opening the fucking show, giving the rundown of who he's beaten over the past year, when he got his ass kicked by Lashley two weeks ago? Enough! Enough with the Scottish boy telling his story. Please! You can't win them all. Jesus. (laughs) You know his book is narrated by him? I'm gonna have to buy it to see if he sounds like PJ the whole time. (laughs) It was such a rough journey. (laughs) He wrote a book. He wrote a book, and it's narrated by himself, the audio version. But please, go back to this disaster of a show. And then you had the
0: Viking Raiders and Shelton and versus Shelton and Cedric, which happened. Oh, my God. They buried, buried those poor guys. Not
1: bury them once, but bury them twice. Make they sure the, they're in the casket.
0: They got the Jabba entrance. They didn't even come Fuck. out. They just started in the ring. Do they
1: even have entrance music anymore? Or Why? because I don't
0: know. They didn't have any. Why oh, did Jesus. they break up the Hurt Business? Why? Why? To what end? For what purpose? Get him more heat. It it didn't make sense then, it doesn't make sense now. Didn't make sense then, doesn't make sense now, fuck off.
1: I think it's because Shelton walked out that one time with the mask, and he really pissed off Vince. I remember, yeah, it was... We don't put that on TV, you fucking idiot. Then you had a Charlotte promo, again. Yeah, pretty
0: good. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, she's a fine heel, but it was the same kind of... Well, that's the point. Same segment order, same kind of matches. Sure. It's to get heat. I did like Riddle and Orton. I thought Orton was Oh, Riddle with the upset. Riddle with the upset. Orton cut the funny promo. He wanted to face him. He's like, I don't know his name. Get me him in the ring.
1: Gentlemen, did you happen to be on the IWC on the Twitter when Charlotte came out on Monday night? I wasn't, no. That girl gets some nuclear heat. These people don't want to see this fucking girl. I don't understand. It. I didn't know she was
0: the 13 time champion. Right?
1: Uh th- I'm telling you she won it seven times that yeah, her and Sasha, her and Sasha Banks Sasha, just yeah. play fucking trade they swap. Had some good matches, though.
0: That raw How match. How many when times? The, when she tapped her in the crowd with the
1: Great. They did the fucking they did every spot imaginable in one year. <laughs> but no, people hate fucking Charlotte Flair, and I never realized it. But who we. And Priest is
0: still
1: feuding with the Miz. Oh, Jesus. What it a did. fucking waste of Damian have the Priest. Mania,
0: why not can they start fresh in Mania? Why can't we have new people feuding with new people?
1: Get the Miz off fucking TV. Get what some, does the Miz do?
0: Get some guys that haven't been on TV and put them on TV. And,
1: and Well, they did do that in the next segment, if I'm not mistaken, or close to this.
0: With
1: Co- Carrillo and Oh, man. and So Umberto Carrillo answered the Open US, U.S. Open Challenge. And let me tell you, Sheamus answered it back. With a bro kick back to catering. My <laughs> lord. He <laughs> fucked his
0: shit up. Seamus going forward is going to do the 24-7. Not 24-7. The open invitation over the US title. And
1: he's going to dress up like a like a fucking 1930s Irishman. Oh, he's wearing, yeah. Boiling wears, fucking yeah. potatoes in his pocket. I like it. I didn't hate it at all.
0: Seamus is, Seamus, as we've said here on the show, he's, he's very underutilized. Very underappreciated. And he turns in great work nine times out of ten.
1: I love when Vince torches the fans, too. Like, he sends out a guy like Humberto Carrillo to everyone online and say, Wait, you can get on Raw. Sends him out there, sends him right back to catering <laughs> with a fucking busted up face. And he, got, he got jacked, though. He got Yo, Humberto trigger. Carrillo, he hats good. off. He looks fucking phenomenal. He looks really good.
0: But probably the big news of the show was Mace and T-Bar finally lost the masks. And I'm going to say, you know what? Let's give it a chance. Because T-Bar is hilarious on Twitter. Dude is hilarious, so I'm I'm a big supporter of t
1: Bot. Lost their mass is the wrong term. They got their mass beaten off them. A little bit different.
0: I, yeah, they were standing tall. I think it. I could if those guys went by their actual names. They, right. an MVP change their names, he can save them. He's he done can more. Save them. He's he's a Put miracle a worker. I those guys can look good in suits. Probably yeah, he can do it. Six foot ten. Give him the MVP. And, to, and let me tell Miami. you something.
1: I don't know about Mace because I never got to really see him work. He didn't work NXT that much. He took that
0: fucking F5 from Brock. That's dude.
1: right. I forgot he was the uh, the announcer for two the weeks. And then he got put him. through the table. Yeah. But I've watched Dominic Dijakovic, and I love that guy. I think him and Keith Lee is one of those matchups that, like, you can watch a thousand times, and it's always cool. They always do some crazy shit that big men just should not be able to. And if you've seen Keith Lee... You haven't, like, Dijakovic takes what he does, and you look at him and say, but he's uh, like a foot taller, I don't understand it. Doing standing fucking moonsaults and all this crazy shit, but still telling great stories. I want to see that guy get his singles push, or even the tag push with this guy. Let's make another tag team, why not?
0: I think that's what they're going for. They don't have any of them, so, I mean. The Are they going to
1: call them the Twin Towers? Did I see that on Twitter correctly, or was I that don't all know, bullshit? I not see any of that.
0: I don't know if that's
1: I right can't I can't them imagine them doing that. They, right? I saw Twitter. I, you can't go off but these the idiots. The announcers
0: just don't know who these people are, which blows my mind either. I mean...
1: Yeah, that's pretty they, stupid. I don't
0: understand. Why can't they just be like, oh, look who's behind the mask. It's Dominic Dodger-Kovac from NXT. And
1: but wouldn't it, it sound... He used
0: to sit next to us on this announce
1: But wouldn't it <laughs> sound stupid if they then all of a sudden acted like they could recognize him because he took off something that covered a quarter be of his face? better.
0: Bets? It would be better.
1: I don't know. Well, also, I mean, the the main announcer, uh, Adnan Ver. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know anybody, so he could get the pass. He keeps calling uh, um, the Viking Raiders. Their finisher
0: is called the Viking Experience, Experience, and he keeps saying Viking Express.
1: Look twice, he said. Look, it. it's not his fault. It's not. He should not be Do calling. They have my, a move,
0: the Viking Express.
1: No, I believe it's the Viking Experience, okay. but that might have no. Wasn't that their, no? That was you got to be it their fucked name. up. That was supposed to be their name. He I, said the Viking Express twice on. on maybe Raw. that's what who the, the fuck Viking knows. The Viking
0: experience was supposed to be or was their name for like two weeks, and I think and that was an outrage. Now. They made that the finish and yeah. they called them the Viking Raiders because you know Vince had to Man. still have. It I love life. Vikings,
1: but no, look, it's not the guy's fault, but he should not be calling Monday Night Raw live. This is bad.
0: I thought the Raw now steam was better than usual.
1: I hate. I like Corey Graves. Some people don't. I I prefer Corey Graves. I don't really mind him. He actually sounds like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Byron Saxton is fucking unlistenable. I don't care what the fuck you try to tell me about him. He is horrendous. And the new guy kind of just... I don't know. He just doesn't fit in yet, but... I he's he's I, a, play-by-play kind of a play-by-play guy. It's hard. Right. It's hard for him. He's got to it, adjust. Well, got, I
0: forgot he got fired from ESPN.
1: Why'd he get fired? Scandal?
0: I, no, I... Yeah, he, something happened with him. and I a few years ago, and I remember reading it, and then I, I
1: thought he was still with them.
0: And then I saw so he got hired from WWE, so that's a little odd signing, but... Why
1: didn't they get Mike Goldberg? Did you hear that that was um, the other person they were considering?
0: He's, a, he's the UFC. Right. He
1: used to be the UFC. He does Mike Bellator and, now.
0: I thought that was Mike and the Mad Dog guy. Mike Goldberg. Isn't that him?
1: Mike and the Mad Dog? Isn't that his name, Mike Goldberg? No, it's Mike Francesa, you fucking no, idiot.
0: No. The, who's the Mad Dog? What's his name?
1: Chris Russo? I'm
0: thinking of a different show now.
1: You're a fucking idiot.
0: Mad I, Dog Vachon? <laughs> I'm thinking of a different show.
1: Luna Vacone.
0: Vachon, you fucking fool.
1: I don't pronounce it the French way. Wee oui, wee. Oui. But no, Mike Goldberg would have been excellent for this because at least he called some type of combat sport. Baseball to wrestling, that's nah, a bit of a stretch. But you Remember
0: when they brought back Jonathan Coachman?
1: Oh, for like a month? What happened? It felt man? like a month. I think he's on ESPN. He now. went back to ESPN. Yeah. They offered him more money. He went for a WrestleMania season. He was there from like January to WrestleMania. And then I think within a month after WrestleMania, he was gone. But yeah. got them on ESPN. That's what they wanted. Well, What's what? her name on ESPN2 now? Charlie. Charlie's Charlie. been on ESPN for a while. She was doing double duty. You but they got rid of her. They said she got Which, by of, the uh, way,
0: or
1: I didn't even think I'd ever have a chance to bring this up. That new backstage guy they get—the little bored Alfred Hayes wannabe yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Man, I want to, that guy is horrible. He's another one. Hey, I just can't believe what you're doing. You don't even sound legitimate. At least Charlie tried, and she looked a lot better than this fucking stooge. But. Ladies and gentlemen, that was well, all.
0: I he got fired by ESPN after investigation into a company leak. Determined that he passed information about his baseball coverage to a sports blog, and he got fired. You listen list. to me. You won't leak a fucking thing. I think he picked the wrong business. Yeah, right? he really just leak everything.
1: Fucking Melta got a stiff here in that one. Oh my god, you're right. But ladies and gentlemen, that's enough. I'm not gonna put you through any more torture. Wrestling sucks. It's the week after Mania. It's two weeks after Mania. They're going to take some time to really get going again. But we found some things to keep us going. Let's start off our pinfall today. What's one on the pinfall today, PJ?
0: Let's go with headlines. We'll save the Ooh. real good topic for next. We'll go with some headlines. we got some news items. Very
1: women's oriented this week, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Sure is. K Faves, did you hear about the feud between Charlotte Flair and one David Meltzer? I didn't hear much. I didn't hear the whole thing. I noticed something brewing. All right. So I'm going to throw it over to Frank Cliff. He's he's taking a deep breath. My God. He's getting
1: ready. Two people I can't stand feuding. Who wins? So. You. As I make fun of constantly to the rest of the, the Rinker Radio group chat every time Charlotte takes a break, she comes back with noticeable work done. You know, she's come back with new boobs. She's come back with a new nose. She's come back with a different chin. She changes every time, and it's... Does he
0: say anything when Triple H comes back off a cycle?
1: Oh, I absolutely... I would make fun of a wrestler if they came back looking completely different than the last time I saw them. She doesn't look completely different. She looks a little different. Compare her damn faces. Stop it. She's morphing into Rick. She's going to start digging. I love love
0: Charlotte. Don't say me. I don't know. Franco sit here and say she's not an attractive If you
1: look at Charlotte and don't see Ric Flair, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at. I see
0: Ric Flair's talent and charisma. Oh, (laughs) stop it. Stop! You his guys want
1: You guys just want to fuck Ric Flair? That's the problem. Reigns,
0: his title reigns, a oh, god. I'd rather. Who has
1: more now. made up title reigns? Ric Flair or Charlotte Flair? Ric Flair
0: has no made up title reigns of anything. He don't have enough. Someone punched the numbers once. He's at really twenty two. Really? Because he would go to Puerto Rico, and they didn't and he, count it. And he would drop it, but then they would like mail it back to him. Oh, because he didn't have <laughs> it. So they, because they they. He didn't want to leave the island with the championship. Was there he, no phones back he, then? He thought they kill him. Was there no phones back then? What's the matter with
1: you? No, no one knew how to call Puerto Rico and say, oh, would he lose? I don't know. I guess about. Meltzer wasn't hot on the wire back then.
0: Well, I mean, they knew, but there was no internet to right. distribute the information. You the know fans know?
1: weren't in on the gig. But basically to the story, Charlotte got some work done. Meltzer reported that the reason why she got suspended is so she could get dental work done. And he made the comment of something. Every time she goes away, she gets a makeover. (laughs) Which I actually liked. And then Charlotte did not like it. Charlotte, does it
0: feel that you and Dave Meltzer are in agreement
1: on something? Yeah, I mean... Why should Charlotte not like it? No, no, no. It's not... He didn't say it in a negative light, which is the only reason I'm defending him. He more of said it that she just went and got a makeover. Which, to me, isn't a big comment. Charlotte took it as, how dare you come after a woman getting surgery to make herself look better... I mean, I think the only thing that should be in question here is Charlotte's self-confidence. Not Dave. No. What did Dave say that was wrong? She went and got a makeover. That's what she did. It's not like he's not saying a fact for once.
0: I've lived long enough to see Frank Cliff defend that piece <laughs> of
1: human shit.
0: He is a piece Dave of human chi- oh, Okay,
1: I'm not saying he's not a human piece of shit. But what did he say in that? This is like people going after Roman Reigns for calling Baron Corbin a sissy. What you world know do we
0: live in? He ran his mouth. About things that are not his business or his concern. That's what he did. That's what he always does. That's his does. career. And unfortunately, it doesn't gain traction unless what you say is not politically advantageous. Charlotte probably gave a little more. So what Charlotte it say, Frank? She just
1: gave a bunch of lip service. She said, "How dare you comment on a woman? Go Good. to hell."
0: Good. But well, she gave more publicity because of it. Well, no, exactly right. the mistake. Cancel Dave Meltzer.
1: No one's going to. Clean. Never
0: going to happen. Never going to happen. Why not? It's not. They, they don't, they There's too many neck
1: beards. You know how many people pray to a picture of the Young Bucks and melt no, his jerking? That's Japanese. Jerk that's, that's it. No, it's,
0: and it's the Young Bucks.
1: It's the Young Buck neckbeards. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you hear what they said about going into the... And they wouldn't take an offer to go into the
1: WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, fuck off. You'd suck Vince's dick where who, he stands. You the Young
0: Bucks said he, they, they were going to retire... By the time they're forty, which a doesn't make any sense, because one thirty-six and one thirty. So how is he going to embark on a singles career?
1: Well, they always say that that's the one that they wanted to go off to the singles career. The so balding one.
0: He's gonna have four years of singles, and then they said in Vintage to go into the Hall of Fame, they would turn him down.
1: Why would he ever ask them to be in
0: the Hall of Fame? Because it's not a WWE Hall of Fame. It's more of a wrestling Hall
1: of Fame. No, it's it, not no, 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 ever no, 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 be no. in a wrestling Hall because of Fame? Because they know that WWE's going to own the tape library to AEW anyway, <laughs> so they're just trying to make a little stink beforehand. Work well, the gimmick. That's all they're doing. they, would
0: they do be in a wrestling Hall of Fame? What have they done?
1: They did the same match 150 fucking times on television.
0: They got a fucking Ryder over.
1: They got more five-star matches than Shawn Michaels. Is that not fucking delusional?
0: And for that reason alone, I hope Charlotte Flair <laughs> destroys Dave Meltzer. That's crazy. Physically, if possible. Mentally, if possible. Public, publicly, I hope she ridicules him. And he's a, he's a small, twisted, deranged human being. They had a, but let's stop talking well about the They, think came they had a me. match on, on uh, AEW he last goes. week that he gave five stars.
1: No shit. I ranted about this last week. I understand You don't even know what's on the television. You don't even know what's on the We just
0: brought it up again. I mean, how are you going to just give up?
1: On weekly TV. Yeah,
0: Yeah, weekly. W-E-A-K. Weekly.
1: But this was a segment about women's news, not bitches like the Young Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to women's news. What do we got next there? Mickey
0: James oh, received a severance package from her former employer, WWE. Oh, what are you
1: weak? A severance package? Shut the fuck up. They cleaned out her desk and they sent it home to her. Even, Basically. Even now that he's
0: eaten and shit and smoked and smoked again, he's still a grumpy fuck. Because
1: it, it's weakness.
0: I didn't say anything about it. Explain to the people what happened. Mickey James, Mickey James Twitter.
1: put a picture up of a box from the WWE with garbage bags in it that say Mickey on it. And said, thank you Vince McMahon for your kind severance package and, you know, feel bad for me because I got fired. Look, I hate to update these fucking wrestlers who've never worked a real job before in their lives and live in a fucking work shoot, but when you get fired from somewhere, normally they give you a fucking box of empty paper and you fill your fucking box of empty paper with your desk and you get the fuck out of there. I don't know what the fuck she was expecting. Did she expect Vince McMahon to fly the fucking jet down to Tennessee and drop off her shit folded, cleaned, and pressed? Are these people fucking delusional? And then the best is all these weak fucking fans (laughs) go on the comments, Oh, Mickey, we feel so bad for you, Mickey. We love you, Mickey. That bastard Vince. Imagine he did that shit. Why did Vince do that? Like, Vince McMahon... Went there and said, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to put her shit in a fucking garbage bag. Like, he,
0: like he packed the bags himself.
1: Go fuck yourselves, you weak people. And it's, Mickey James, I respect your career. Stop being weak. Go to NWA and fucking tear it up.
0: The uh, the wrestling community online is tough. They're tough. They're
1: either Sasha stands or they hate Vince McMahon. Yeah, very, I know there's no in very between. bad. You
0: can't even talk to them. They're just brutal. Whose locker is this? <laughs> Who's Mikey? The Spirit <laughs> Squad. <laughs> Mickey James, sir. God damn it, send it back, be- wait, give me that piece. Send <laughs> the rest back. They might want to put it in the WWE archive uh, yeah. fucking memorabilia yeah. spot. Oh, we're going to get the WWE mem- memorabilia, but before we do that, our third headline, possibly our last, Ronda Rousey got knocked up. Congratulations, Ronda Rousey, and Tra- but, to Travis Brown also. For us, yeah,
1: congrats to a guy that beat his wife senseless.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> for us wrestling asshole. fans, that means that Ronda Rousey probably not be back anytime soon.
1: Vince is never putting them in the main event again. They're weak. She I'm not saying it. she got pregnant. Damn, took her a long time. It took especially, years. especially yeah. for being stuck in the house for a fucking year doing nothing, but. This is probably why, one of the many reasons Vince showed hesitance in the past, and I think now he might reconsider putting people at the top of WrestleMania, who could, and look, it's no fault of their own. I'm not saying they shouldn't go reproduce, but this is something that only happens to women that can't really happen to men. I mean, if guy will take a month off because they have a kid, but you're talking, what, eight at the minimum? I mean, if they still cut promos for the last for the first month like I Becky did? I, I
0: don't know, because Lacey Evans just got pregnant and, dipped and then but he also had Sasha and Bianca Belair in the main, so This is why I pushed Moolah for so long. <laughs> She'd never get knocked up.
1: <laughs> no, but, but you gotta it does it,
0: it hurts an angle. I mean Lacey got you know getting pregnant kinda of stalled that angle with Charlotte.
1: Look, you just lost a WrestleMania match next year, because in my eyes I think Ronda Rousey and Becky, the rematch with no Charlotte, is a WrestleMania match. For me not a mean, but one of those Rhonda, three mains Rhonda they put up. Look like
0: she's been pregnant for a while, though.
1: They said four months. So
0: they, that that definitely does not mean that she's out of the running. So I'm putting myself in the shoes of Vince or any business owner. It's probably suicide, right? Career suicide to say, "Look, I want to go far with you. I want to put the belt on you. I want to do something with you. Do you have any intention of starting a family in the next few years?"
1: But is it really unfair for him to ask that? I
0: don't think so. But I think that would be interpreted as, you know, the Dave Meltzer headline. Vince McMahon suggests that one cannot be champion and have a family. So that's stupid. what. So She left to start a family. That's why she stopped coming after Mania 35. She said, I want to start a family. I, I think she had some uh, issues reproducing or, or getting pregnant.
1: She probably looked at a picture of you. Yeah, the she, sperm was afraid of her ovaries. She, <laughs> I'm not fucking going so in there. I mean,
0: if you give her four months, right? If she if she's what is it? April. There we go. If if she's back in August, September, if she had a kid, and you're K a calendar. And she come back in January, that could be a
1: How dare you tell a woman when she should come back from I'm having not, a kid. I'm not saying you words, sensitive
0: motherfucker. I don't know. Becky
1: Lynch has been gone for twelve months now.
0: You know, all this talk about family Sacrifice brings us right to our third. And I'll give you a little setup before we get back to family and sacrifice. You're looking at me like you don't know. Like we didn't just watch this. Our third. Thing. Our third item on our uh, pinfall. Second. Second. I'm sorry. I, I was counting Raw and SmackDown. I forget that that was our preamble. <laughs> so our second uh, pinfall item here. First, the setup. WWE has clearly done some type of a deal with a They're in bed together, right? I love it. Keep fucking. So there's two new shows out. WWE Biography and WWE Hidden Treasures. So first, let's stick with the biographies. They're going to be traditional, career-defining, two-hour documentaries featuring guys like Booker T, Roddy Piper, maybe one on Flair. Do you remember any of the other people? Uh, you said... Uh, Nacho. Uh, Michaels. 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 I was trying to find a line. Very difficult to find who they have lined up, but I know they have Piper next week. And this week, they did the big one. They came out the gate strong. What? With Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: Oh, give me a hell, yeah!
0: Oh, hell yeah! And so, why I mentioned about family, the the most eye opening part of this, which we'll discuss in detail in a moment, to me was his relationship with his daughters. I didn't and know he had kids. He didn't talk about
1: him. He no. didn't. He didn't know he had fucking kids <laughs> for a while. I mean, He's, he talks about it in detail. Is and it, that it's, not
0: the most Texas thing ever? He says, when I picked up the phone, I was talking to my daughter. She had a proper British accent. Crazy. I hung up the phone, I cried like a baby. <laughs> it's, God, uh,
1: <laughs> it's a very realistic look at the life that wrestlers, I mean, I would guess and imagine it kind of got better over the years. I don't think they have the same kind of hectic knot. And Stone Cold Steve Austin's schedule was different than any other wrestler on the planet, let's face facts. Because not only did he work every single show... He worked every single press conference, every single media obligation, every single night show.
0: Well, riddle me this, Frank. Now that we're in a world where the wrestlers are, let's say, treated better, they're entitled to more time off, they're entitled to parental leave, does that create wrestlers that are not as obsessively driven hmm. and and so obsessed with being number one? Because I, th- I think the Attitude Era, when it was at its height... Was a lot of guys at the top of their game, not taking days off, not not going home, at, going one town to the other I, at the top level.
1: I mean, I hate to talk about a different guy when we're focusing on Steve, but an Olympic athlete, an Olympic gold medalist, went to the WWE to prove himself and worked harder than anybody else and won a belt in a fucking year. I mean, look at what the at the talent they were bringing in at that point. And, yes, it's completely success-driven. I think this is what the business is missing to an extent. But, look, if you're going to be able to save some years at the end of these guys' careers because you treat them yeah, a little bit better. quality
0: of life factor for sure. I
1: don't mind that. Hearing Steve Austin talk about his kids was very eye-opening to me. It was very sad.
0: What was your takeaway of the documentary, uh, Kayfabe? You watched it, right? Uh, I did. I watched it. Um, I thought – I mean, I knew a lot of the stuff that they, they talked about already. It was cool seeing all of them actually talk about Austin. Foley, it's like Patrick. watching
1: a Batman comic. It's like a different director's take yeah. on, on Batman yeah.
0: again. Yeah. But watching it again, and and we were younger when when Austin, you know, was at at his peak. And I don't, I can't tell you, you know, main Rumble '96 who he worked. But watching it again, he was huge. He was huge. We're gonna talk about Austin. We gotta do it right. Sponsored by. <laughs> He was, a, I, I mean, there's really nowhere to take. He rejuvenized the wrestling business, for sure. People were chasing his limos, waiting outside for him. I mean, he was at the top of his game. He, he was, I think, the, the best moment of it, or well, one of the best moments, was Paul Heyman saying he thinks Steve Austin is the most pivotal figure in the history of professional wrestling. And I, there's an argument I, to be made. If it's not Vince... Austin's a runner-up. He, he took that company yeah. to heights that it had not ever seen and will likely not see again. No, it, it's it's pretty crazy too because they showed a little from his WCW. Uh, he looked good. He looked, he, good. he looked good. He could have went. I mean, if they had him now, even in that stunning Steve gimmick. He could go somewhere. Oh yeah, and then he got cut by WCW, and then he went to ECW. Mm-hmm. And this was ECW wasn't that big yet. They were still, you know. This, this is more revisionist history. I think he was in ECW for a cup of coffee. Yeah, but he cut a promo on there, and then whatever he, they they enjoyed mm-hmm. him. They, he Heyman said he got a round of applause from the pro, uh, from mm-hmm. the promo. Yeah, and then okay. he went he I'm went sure, over to WWE. Sure that's reliable. He went over to WWE. He did the ringmaster gimmick, and then Vince was gonna get rid of him. He was gonna cut him. And then he said he watched a, a movie or a um a documentary on Richard Kuklinski. The Iceman. Yes, yes. I've seen that documentary. And so he wanted to do a cold, ruthless, evil gimmick. And WWE's creative brass sent them a list of nicknames. <laughs> Chilly McFrost, Ice Dagger, Mr. Freeze. Imagine that. I mean those. The snow cone killer dead, dead in the water. Imagine that. This is their creative team. Those guys are making money. Otto von Ruthless. <laughs> yeah, Otto Von Ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> And his so wife, wife is the hey, one they,
1: fall, they fall into a good one every so often, like Hell in a Cell. Yeah. But that creative team, man, they, they're also the same fucking people that brought us great bowls of fire.
0: You can call it Hell in a Cell, Rage in the Cage, painless in Uranus. I mean, they should have hired his wife for coming up with Stone Cold. Yeah, his Let wife. Let me tell
1: you something his about wife that bullshit. Him a cup
0: of tea and thought of a better gimmick than his entire time. Yeah. bullshit about it? Uh, yeah, I, we I, hate we
1: I hate to tell you. So you I hate to tell you. you would call Steve Austin a liar? I would never. Well, you are. This is what
0: you're doing. This is what you're doing. No, you no, you two are
1: jumping down my ass. You did not even know what we got to fucking say yet. All right. Keep it quiet, K. Fabes. Go ahead. I turn to you, because me and you watched this together, PJ, because you did. are, for some reason, an animal who doesn't have A&E in his house. Yeah. So you use my cable, things but that's fine. Li- things
0: are lean at the sample, Resident DC. No extra
1: channels. <laughs> so we watched. And I mean, I think it was after about five minutes. It was when he was running down his his physical stature in high school or junior high, whatever the fuck it was. 205? I turned to you and I said that.
0: Six one, two oh five, best goddamn linebacker in Siddlesweed, Texas.
1: <laughs> I I turned to you, PJ, and I said, I just can't take him seriously anymore. I think he he's life's become a work. Yeah. <laughs> Life so has think become that, a work. You
0: that carried over into the, the the origin of the.
1: Come on. You're telling me some British broad walked up to him and said, oh, you better drink your tea, Steve, or you're no, going to get stone I, cold. I can't
0: imagine he wouldn't have taken credit for it just to avoid any alimony and settlement yeah, issues I, that, I, he, that, that, that might, might be... That story's been the true. story for a while. That's been the story for a long time.
1: Well, look at Bret Hart. Just because you tell a lie over and over again <laughs> doesn't make it true. Well,
0: you know what the Nazis said. If you tell a lie, you tell it enough, people start to believe it. I mean, if, it, if it's not true... I don't understand why we wouldn't. Yeah, it's wrestling bullshit. Do you
1: believe anything a fucking wrestler says? You know says? what's
0: true, though? His fucking biceps.
1: Yo, the he veins. huge
0: still. He's fucking the veins. Tremendous. He's huge. By exactly. the way, his old school shirts are the one with the rattlesnakes yeah. and the arms. Like, those you are know old. they
1: retroed that, right? You can get it on the shop.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm going to buy them. Yeah, I'm going to. So, Frank, what were take away from this other than we talked about his children
1: so I like that they, that they I like that they brought me something I didn't know about, which was his kids. It's kind of weird when I say that out loud, but
0: do you know I don't know what they said on the thing the, the his wife with whom he had the two girls, the British girls, that was the ex-wife of Chris Adams. Really? Yes, who was also on the documentary Gentlemen, Well, Chris I said Adams, this to you of the kid,
1: I said this to you. I said Chris you know, there's certain guys everybody mentions getting trained by. Mm-hmm. Everyone says right away, Tom Pritchard. Mm-hmm. And the second guy they say is Chris Adams. Chris Adams must have trained the entire fucking attitude ever.
0: Chris Adams trained everybody who saw Haku bite the nose off the security guard at the bar.
1: Well, that's 150 wrestlers at the minimum. Flair was (laughs) there. Hogan was there. They weren't even the same fucking company. Doesn't make sense. Maven was
0: there, believe it or not. Raven. (laughs) Maven and Raven. They were
1: together. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Daryl Young. Everybody. Everybody.
0: Classy Freddie Blassie was
1: new. (laughs) With Fabulous Moolah. Andre... Andre was there. Andre broke it up.
0: Well, Andre was the one who had the nose bit. Oh
1: Jesus. So I'm excited for these. If they're gonna give us a, a non it look, there's always gonna be WWE uh what's the word I'm looking for? Propaganda. Oh yeah, Hunter I beat Hunter, you uh, to it. WWE Hunter
0: narrative. narrative. It's a show. The WWE narrative, and don't think that was by mistake. This is the guy who oh, wrote a memo. God. This Why'd you have to guy, get him started? This was the guy who wrote a memo saying in all the commercials for their video games, you can't show Triple H in a position of weakness. Can you believe That's that? That's strength
1: if I've ever seen it. I will not be displayed as weak for I am not.
0: That's insane.
1: Look at that it. That is the That's a real man right there. Yeah. Crew cut and all.
0: He's so fucking sad.
1: Anyway, so fucking I... I sad. There's obviously going to be WWE propaganda. This isn't a dark side of the ring where they're going to expose every gruesome and noose of detail. They'll give you what you want. Seeing Stone Cold break himself up a couple times was the first. I've never seen him even fake a tear yeah. on WWE program. The only time I've seen him close is when, when Ric Flair pathetically so you goes think, to do you him. think that was a work?
0: Hold on, hold on. When, Ric Flair, said when Ric
1: Flair goes to him and they're having their broke, it's going, Ric Flair, I, I just think you're the greatest of all time. <laughs> and, and, and fucking Austin's like, don't shut Rick Ric, you're going to break me. I just think he's great, but he's Because <laughs> he called Flair the go. But uh, that's the only time I've seen him close to a tear. You didn't tear in his Hall of Fame? Nothing. He broke twice doing this. That was interesting. Talking about his neck. Seeing his brother. Oh, the neck. Talk yeah. about his the neck.
0: brother.
1: What, what did you call him? The Franken-doodle? <laughs> oh, uh, no, the sponge doodle. He looks like fucking <laughs> evil Steve Austin. And he uh, looks like Steve do- Austin
0: in disguise. doodle Bob. I, I don't think so. Doodle-bob. Doodle Bob, that's doodle it. Doodle-bob. I don't think Steve Austin has a brother. I that think. is
1: Elseworld Steve Austin.
0: <laughs> My brother couldn't make it, so uh, hold on. That's in the-, the back. Put on a put on the put on the Groucho Mark <laughs> mustache, had a cowboy hat. He's gonna like, do it.
1: Well, that's like the Steve Austin that became a cowboy instead of a wrestler. That's you what see, that is. Yeah, you
0: see, he got emotional talking about his brother.
1: Well, I mean, you imagine seeing your brother get dropped on his fucking head and paralyzed. That and, was
0: nasty. How great would it be? Was- how <laughs> great would it have been if his brother said, "Yeah, I got the call and told me it." Taking a tough shot on his stack of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost it. But you know what? It's That's funny. What we we it. talk about the story with him and Lesnar. And he's said, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. And he legit said that in the thing. Yeah. Uh-uh. He said, Ross, Jim Ross called me up. He says, you're facing Brock. You're going to lose. He goes, oh, am I? Uh-uh. I'm I not ain't, coming. I ain't coming. I
1: will say the good part, too, about it. I'll
0: Aiden. lose to anybody.
1: Now, if the was, money's serious right... Serious
0: about that. I'll lose to anyone if it makes sense and draws money. Well, right. that's
1: why he protected his fucking character, because he didn't go doing jobs to Crash Holly. But, not to compare Brock to Crash Holly. I don't want him coming in, fucking tearing up Ring Crew Radio the way he tore up Hunter's office. Yeah, it was great. That was <laughs> one of your favorite moments of wrestling. Oh, my God. When he threw the belt... Oh. I just wish it was his real
0: office because Hunter does not work in that of that cubby. Uh, no. Stop it.
1: No, that was a closet somewhere. It wasn't
0: nearly Triple H. Is like the guy who wears his own gimmick shirt. Right? Like, <laughs> Ow. You're an asshole. Like, cause you know his his walls would be plastered
1: with, with Latin shit that oh, no one understands.
0: Biblical references. Oh,
1: big skull. <laughs> and Lemmy. But the mm-hmm. coolest part about this probably is that it's A and E produced. It seems so you're gonna get Jim Ross on there, which you wouldn't now on a right. WWE doc.
0: And Vince did it. It's tough. Vin- watching I love fucking Decay, but no.
1: But it's nice to see Vince doing things. I hate not seeing Vince. But you also got Dwayne. Fucking! The- Dwayne. I saw the funniest meme ever. So th- at the end of this, if you haven't watched it, Dwayne is talking about. Their final moment together when he famously shoved shoved Earl, Earl. Shoved Earl. <laughs> shoved Earl Ebner across the room. God Almighty, Earl! Someone took the uh, the screenshots of him talking about, it and it was like, "I pushed the ref away. I turned to Steve, and I told them." And then the last clip is, "I started this business with seven dollars." <laughs> 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 Fucking he Dwayne loves
0: that story. Get ready for it. you're gonna hear it all. You're gonna hear it. In uh, every, you're gonna hear it in every inaugural but, address for the next eight years. Dwayne, the the stuff with Dwayne that he. Uh, when when you see Hebner crawl over and, talk, and he pushes them away, he had enough. We and watched that match right here. Earl Hebner was ceremony. in his ass, and uh, I mean, what what Dwayne said to him, Hebner was on him like Secret Service. It was the Rock, unbelievable. The Rock said how he felt, and I mean, I think that's a cool moment that he For he, sure they they said it there, and
1: so let's Dwayne, just hope a broken skull sessions come from this. I want a ten part series, Dwayne. The Rock Johnson, Stone Cold Steve Williams, that would be a money mess. fucking that would be money. bottle of Jack, I, I bottle of tequila. Let's yeah. see it.
0: I think it will happen. I'm sure The Rock can carve a couple of hours. A peacock? His, his, his what are you kidding me? Yeah. This is they're all in bed together. And Young Rock, Rock and Young Rock is on and on NBC. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. And I'm looking forward to the other ones. I got Piper coming up next week. Frank, we can re- redo what we did here today.
1: He's oh K-Fix. yes, it was great.
0: I'll show up early.
1: Piper Absolutely. But let's talk about the other show that do. Fortunately, debuted. I
0: know the ending.
1: Yeah, we all do. Sadly, it's sadly. the same across the fucking board. But let's get to a little bit happier of a show. Something which I like to call oh my God. staged reality. Oh, my God. So to preface so should- this, why my fr- my dear co-host is having a fucking angry attack over there. It's the Triple H show. Look, folks, if you think reality TV is real, I got, fu- I got fucking news for you. Once the Osbourne started saying cunt every three minutes, reality TV was staged from that moment on. They realized they can't control human beings. They're gonna say something stupid. So they have a staged reality show where they get re- where now they're trying to make a physical hall of fame. Allegedly. Allegedly, run by Hunter and Steph. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And the WWE Archivist, who mm-hmm. if you haven't followed on Twitter, that is an awesome Twitter account. Oh, he has deci- when he decides to post things, it's very good, but he goes on hiatus. Probably because he's too busy playing with fucking... God knows the amount of Dude shit Vince's every win. That's true.
0: I need Mr. Perfect's dungarees from his <laughs> <program. laughs> Why, well, Vince? I don't know. I want to wear them. I want to look at
1: them. <laughs> okay. I'm on it. Where's that bedpan Steve caught me
0: with? <laughs> <That shit> was...
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was sitting there. I started hitting the bedpan on my head trying to see where the sweet spot was. And then I found it. I cocked back and hit him right in the fucking head. I want the giant
0: fists. Yo, that, Bring it. that scene is so funny. I'll take it from here, nurse. I'll take it from here, nurse. Can you imagine Donk. having to sneak into the hospital
1: as Steve Austin with, yeah. in scrubs? Oh
0: my god! But anyway, but back so to it, the it's show. Like, almost like a Pawn Star show.
1: Yeah, it's it's a cool premise because Look, they have
0: to negotiate also.
1: All right, that they, they, that's basically what it is. It's Pawn Stars with wrestling memorabilia, and it's the wrestlers themselves going after their own memorabilia, which I thought it's a cool little thing.
0: And I gotta tell you, for going into this show my nerves were rattled.
1: You I couldn't was do
0: it. Because I knew I knew Triple H was gonna be all over him. Boy did he have his way with this program. He has a throne. And then who was the wrestler? <laughs> and then who was the you know he was like, I guess I'll just sit here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not the one with the crosses, this is Jerry's.
0: Fuck. So it's pure WWE propaganda and who's the wrestler they
1: bring in? Well, the biggest WWE apologist of all time until twenty fifteen, Mick Foley.
0: Mick Foley. He, I, I respect McFoley. I has, love McFoley. Body Foley. of work, great promo. He's and I think hugely underappreciated in the business. Pigeon, I've
1: told you this a thousand times. Mick Foley's one of my favorite professional wrestlers but of all time. But I gotta time.
0: tell you, he's cringe now. He's the
1: cringe king. He needs to he, shave his fucking face. Cr- why
0: do you have to look like a slav?
1: He looks like when Peter from Family Guy was growing the fucking birds in his fucking beard. Oh, I remember that one. He's disgusting. And he doesn't have to look this way. He does have a good
0: good relationship with Mr. McMahon,
1: so. That's the thing.
0: So he keeps calling Vince (laughs) Mr. McMahon. You've known him 40 years, Mick. You've worked with him intimately. You've worked with his family.
1: You made him billions, racking your brain. And You're
0: going to call him Mr. McMahon because you want people to look at you? (laughs) Get control of your life, man. Cut the fucking beard, <laughs> cut a few pounds, get them in the operation, and just live a life. Stop being weak. Stop being a weak man. It pains me to say this about McFoley, but it's a sad state of affairs. And so they had to hunt down a Mr. Sacco, which he's able to identify uh-huh. on site, which Mr. Sacco was real and which is a forgery. It was the, it was that's, well, a, no. that's a Ken Jones original. <laughs> Fuck off, Foley, you idiot. So it was he you're the only person
1: home. that just can't find fun in anything. Yeah, I to, enjoyed this fucking to, I, show. I, I didn't mind did. it. I didn't
0: mind it. And then um, I did enjoy seeing the old Mankind Leather Vest. Yes. In his old, yeah. How that guy came to get it, I don't think they ever really said.
1: Well, that's the thing. A lot of, I mean, the sad truth of most of this shit they're going to be hunting down, just like Walter's belt that they found two weeks ago found, <laughs> doing air quotes for those of you who can't see me, a lot of this wrestling merchandise is always fucking stolen. They get their bags stolen. No, that, that wasn't stolen because
0: Foley signed it. Or. Or they auction it.
1: Or they auction it. Yeah. But there's a lot of shit that's been stolen over the years that's just like crazy. You know how many title Cena, belts have been stolen?
0: Something of Cena's was stolen, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's title.
1: Oh. And fucking Conrad has all of them. That bastard. He's been hoarding stolen belts for years.
0: You know what the worst part of this whole program was? And I did enjoy the program. Actually, I had a lot of laughs. Oh, look you? at that. What about when? Oh, you're gonna, uh, uh, when they when they had to ring up Hunter? Yeah, they were trying to negotiate. Oh. He says, How about I arrange a walk through the warehouse? Okay, I can be done. I'm going to call Hunter. What was Hunter doing when he got the call? There, <laughs> he was working. He was hard at work. He was he was hunched over a table. Like, he was putting something Talking together.
1: to the archivist. Like, he actually right. speaks to him like on he, a daily like, basis. Like, he
0: has this whole plan. Oh, it's Mick. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Mick. What's going? Like, just it's so absurd. So ridiculous. But, like,
1: you're trying to take a work as a shoot. That's why you hate it so much. Well, take it as blind entertainment. It's, it's, Do you, you watch porn stars and think it's real? And it's no, bullshit. of course not.
0: I knew shit was fake when I went to see Steve Wilkos. Oh, with man. one of our loyal listeners, KD from Parts Unknown.
1: Oh, I got a bone to pick with that asshole. And another
0: friend of ours. We've seen Steve Wilkos. And Steve, you remember Steve Wilkos. That's a
1: Jerry Springer's security guard. The big bald guy. Looked like Goldberg. No goatee.
0: He's a member in good standing in the bald community. and <laughs> He paid his dues? <laughs> and he went to the and like, why would you hit your daughter? Why would you do that? And then the producer went, cut. She came out. She whispered in his ear. He said, okay. She went back. Action. Why would you hit your daughter? What's wrong with you? And I said, Oh, it's a work. I said, I got it now. It's a fucking work. Reality TV's been a that, work that, since the Osborne show. show. And that's what we're watching here. Except if you're watching a WWE work. It's a work within a work within a work. It's work you, you, like, you need Hulk Hogan to figure this fucking so, thing out. So brother. So for that <laughs> trade that we talked about, it was Cactus Jack's original vest. Oh, that the guy maybe. had, and he didn't want to get rid of, so he got the, right. the tour of the and archive. Want, and he wanted to change for a a Cactus Jack piece of memorabilia yes. of greater or equal value. Yes, correct. And he chose the 2x4 uh, wrapped in barbed wire that he used against Hunter in their Rumble match.
1: Which, mm-hmm. interestingly enough... There's still
0: chunks of flesh in it.
1: They claimed it was from the Rumble match, but I got a bone to pick with them. Cause unless they use that same one in the Hell in a Cell,
0: that's the image they showed of it on fire.
1: That's what I'm saying. It, when it went on fire, it was Hell in a Cell, not at the Rumble.
0: This guy wants a Bob wire bat. Make him one. He's not getting the
1: original. The Barbie.
0: Barbie. I wonder if they. Oh, that guy didn't want to part with that Cactus Jack. He probably got worked. But I, I wanted to make a buck. I would have called in Rick from Pawn Stars. They would have sorted this out quick. I well, only they offered actually me $7, another member the standing of the ball community.
1: They actually offered a shitload of money. Like I knew the shit was worth something. Obviously, it's memorabilia. It's one of one. This isn't a baseball card where there's a couple manufactured. There's only going to be one original Mick Foley mankind shirt. But when no, they no, started, that different. That's different. Than I'm just character. saying. In, I'm just saying in general. Them throwing out the numbers they were throwing. God
0: damn. They gave that guy seventy five hundred for the. Can like, I just can contract. I share with you guys something while on the air? Shoot. This is how bad it's gotten. I'll, I'll work here. I'm in Korea. I was bleeding over to my other professional life. A uh, co-worker at work. I have a little, little program that we do with the kids after school. And so many have signed up for it that we have to start weeding them out. And he just said, we have to start eliminating the weak. Because <laughs> too many have signed up. <laughs> it's, it's bled over. <laughs> I
1: ruined you forever with the word weak.
0: Oh, uh, it's tremendous. I ruined it myself.
1: And you ruined me with tremendous. I use that all the time now. It's and a tremendous I, word. <laughs> I overuse it, though. You know, I'll eat like a six meal, and I'll... How was it? That was tremendous. Well, no, it wasn't. It was a six. What are uh, you saying tremendous for? It just sounds good off the top Right. But anyway, back to this show. Overall, guys, I don't hate the premise of it. I think this is a fun show. I can't wait to see some of the shit that they try pulling up. Taker's
0: up next. And if Taker showed up to my house...
1: And he was like, you have a oh, French like, coat. I'd love to reenact. So how about Nikki? <laughs> Nikki, you have a guest here. He's large with tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> nah! <laughs> your father comes down. What are you, a fucking clan member? <laughs> Fuck that. Tell him I'm not here.
0: <laughs> it would so, be no, K. We'll...
1: Kayfabe's taking a shit, too. He'd be yelling from the band. <laughs> Tell him to wait! <laughs> Is it Mark? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car did he
0: drive? A hearse. Oh, <laughs> so call I, would him, call, I would call him Mr. Cavaletto. Oh, Mr. Calo, he's hey. such a fucking. Mark. I, nice to meet you. I'd be a real mom. I call him Take. Hey Tay, <laughs> Tay.
1: No one has the balls to walk up and say, "Yo, Texas Red, what it do?" <laughs>
0: Imagine.
1: I know one hey, guy that does. Hey, Mean
0: Mark, how the hell are you? You, are, you would never. Hey, Mean Mark, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Before we close out this segment, I want to encourage the ring crew faithful. The arbiter has given his stamp of endorsements. Oh, the thanks! Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary it was a fantastic sit, a tremendous sit, if you will. And who else liked it? And the hidden treasures one was okay for a laugh. You have to. You it's have
1: mindless to, entertainment, PJ. You put it on and you eat dinner. You don't even fucking pay attention. Which is exactly to
0: what it. we did. You know who else liked the Austin documentary? James E. Cornett, <laughs> I, loved I fucking loved it. <laughs> I had one fucking problem. Austin 316 was my idea.
1: Everything everything, everything. now is his idea. You notice that, well, right? Well, they
0: asked me to be on it until I found out that Steve Austin was a fucking Republican. <laughs> I couldn't come on his fucking show. Before we close out this segment, I have a fun, fun little uh, gimmick. Right now, top of your head, we'll start with Frank, then we'll go to kayfabe, then we'll close out with me. One piece of WWE memorabilia. If you can wave a magic wand... And get something, what would it be?
1: Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 tights. Not even a question. Really? That for me is. Well, you it, ain't gonna fucking wear them. What are you gonna do with them? Well, obviously. I'd probably mannequin them or some shit. But uh, for me, it's Shawn, obviously, because that's my personal favorite. And for me, that moment. Shawn's above Austin in your book? Obviously, on the totem pole, fuck no. But for me, Sean was my. Shawn was in my life before I knew Steve. He had long hair when I fell in love with Sean when I was six years old, gyrating like a male stripper Dude, around she my fucking house. in
0: 94, but in any event.
1: In any event. Uh, for me, that is the Sean moment I think of the most when I think of him, him on his knees holding the belt. So sure. I want those I want that ring gear.
0: Good answer. okay Faye, what say you? I think the Austin vest would be the last one. I, I was watch. thinking the OMR one. Yeah. that's what I was going to say.: cool. You could buy a
1: bootleg one off WW shop for like 60 think, bucks?
0: I think can you
1: Yeah, I think they still have them. The last one they made
0: had OMR on it so the uh, I, I think it would be something taker
1: related uh,
0: maybe the iron.
1: Do you want a ah, piece of his Coccyx <laughs> How
0: about the how about the old NWA belt?
1: Like the original
0: one, yeah. That oh, Rick Flair sold that yeah, for you, drugs years ago.
1: <laughs> Rick Flair sold that for Percocets, so, so that you can
0: hold it like you're holding a fucking picture frame or something. Love that fucking belt.
1: I don't know. It's hard though because there's so much shit. Like, do you go belt? Belts like so. You know what? Fuck it. I'm Irish.
0: I'm taking Finley
1: Shillelagh. <laughs> I love it. Hornswoggle,
0: and it can summon Horn- Hornswoggle. No, oh, you
1: just want Hornswoggle. You just want them in bronzed. He's going to be on Rough and Rowdy tomorrow, boys. He's in his first professional boxing match.
0: fucking here, Nick. <laughs> He's at the door. <laughs> All right, so catch your WWE programming, people, on A&E. They have some uh, very, very good uh, shows of very wrestling nature. And I got to say, they're making moves. You can talk about AEW's numbers, but they got partnerships with NBC. They're working with A&E. They're doing some shit. They're, they're in bed
1: with everybody.
0: They're making moves, man. They're going to become their own thing. I mean, Vince Why do is you very think? close. Vince is close to getting what he wanted it to be. What he envisioned, which was Disney, Disney we, with wrestlers, that's where he's going. I, we think, all, he's, I think they're there. Okay.
1: We all looked at each other when they changed. Well, I, I, me and you weren't talking every day then, PJ, but me and Kayfabe looked at each other when they made that last logo and said, what the fuck are they doing? This just looks too mainstream. It doesn't look like a wrestling logo. Duh, that was the point. Yep. They're just a brand now. They're Coca-Cola. They are on everything. Mm-hmm. But yes, and now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the Ring Crew Faithful has been good to us. They've been sending shit in all the fucking time, and I love it. But we've we sifted down to three big topics that mm-hmm. I've acquired over the last two weeks to go over with you gentlemen and what will be three of our pinfall Questions or topics from the Ring Crew Faithful. And if you'd like to send us in a question or topic, please find us on Twitter at PJ Stack RCR, at Nicky RCR, at HighFlyerRCR, RCR, at Ring Crew Radio.
0: Before you go into these, someone, uh, more serious question, someone that I know asked me today, he said, Why is the British Bulldog called the British Bulldog?
1: And I said, Because he's British. And he had a fucking Bulldog. Right? And
0: he- and that was the answer I gave. Is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think you covered it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> him and Davy
1: Boy the British Bulldogs? Well, he was the
0: Bulldogs, so he was Davy Boy Smith. Oh, he went on his own, and then like, when he came back, and like he became the Bulldog later on. They started. That was Colorado. one of the first
1: whitewashes of WWE to try to phase out um, Dynamite, Dynamite Kid since he's a fucking he's, ah. he's dead now too. Yeah. But apparently, he was a piece of shit back. You know in the what
0: day. I love. Bobby Heenan's uh, W uh, WrestleMania 20 when he went to the Hall of Fame. You remember this?
1: Yeah, honestly, I hate that moment. But well, go let me on. tell
0: you, what he said. He said, oh, "Oh, it's great to be here. You know, I really enjoyed working the WWF." And then everyone, oh. you could hear everyone gasp because now. He, went, oh. he said, "Let me tell you something. Like what these world wildlife people." He goes, "When I was here, we had a bulldog, we had a mad dog, we had a junkyard dog, we had a guy with a snake,
1: the guy with a we parrot, had a
0: guy with a lizard. We had we had the free birds." We had Big Cat Ernie Led, and he goes, and on commentary, you have a weasel and a gorilla. He goes, we know wildlife. It was fucking great. It was tremendous.
1: He was great in that appearance. I just hate it, because that was for a long time I remembered him that way, which was skinny and kind of decrepit, because he was on God, in his battle.
0: better than fucking what he became, the poor guy. Ugh. One of the terrible ironies in wrestling, that he uh, lost his voice, his ability to speak. One of the greatest talkers of all time. Lost his... They couldn't do anything with them. Steve him Austin
1: in. almost lost his ability to walk. Yeah, crazy world, the wrestling world. But let's talk about these... The ring
0: co- crew faithful in their questions.
1: Yes. So we start. This one's not really a question. It's more of a topic, I guess. WrestleMania 9 at Caesars. Tribute to the troops in 03 and 04. WCW Nitro at Mall of America. Or Spring Break at Panama Beach. AEW and the Jericho Cruise. Why can't we get more live events in unique settings? It sets a memorable image for the show, creates an experience that will give fans FOMO.
0: I think that's fucking well said. Um, Especially that spring break Nitro. That was great. You look forward to it. Cannonball
1: champ Kevin Nash.
0: But also, um, he did. (laughs) Also, um, WCW, their pay-per-views had personality. Road Wild. Road Wild. Road Wild, I remember, was outside. It was Hog Wild and Road... Rode something else. Maybe there's two different ones. There was yeah. one at Sturges and then one yes. at a different one. Yes, right, right, right. So they always had, like, personality in different settings. WD doesn't do that. The reason why? They like to produce their shit. They like to produce it. They like to streamline everything. They like things they think to look the same, to look crisp. I miss, yeah. I miss
1: the stages, though. Like, that's one thing I will say. WCW, you remembered, for the most part, the different stages and shit. Halloween Havoc, you had the Pumpkin. For a while, the WWE always had unique stages. Backlash always had those weird hooks that swung. Yeah, I always thought we were gonna kill Steve Austin. Um, you know, Judgment Day for a while always had gallows in the background. I guess until PC culture all killed the that. WWE
0: but WWE pay per views in its prime were very dark and bleak, and they had Judgment it, Day
1: Armageddon. But, it, Armageddon. but it fit, and all of them had unique sets. And then once they went HD, they decided to make everything LED boards and. They definitely lost their touch, but I agree. I love outdoor events, and it should be more than WrestleMania. They should be able to figure out and do these smaller spring break or st- – I mean, they maybe not a Sturgis event. I heard you get COVID if you go to those things, but, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you, and you'll have a cell. I mean,
0: if every – Summer, you knew, right before SummerSlam was the spring break go home episode. Right, or the, the beach party, whatever right. the
1: fuck you want. To, you could call it Bash at the Beach, you
0: own it. So, But the education, why don't we get it? Uh, because WWE chooses not to do it. I don't know specifically why. Laziness. It, but I suspect, I don't even think it's lazy, because they put on a hell of a product. But I think the reason is because they like to control every facet of their company. Can't control weather. Doing things as we've learned is mania dangerous doing things outdoors so maybe they try not to do it that's a good point maybe it's the weather situation the jericho cruise though that wasn't really that wasn't no one could watch it wasn't that. outdoors it wasn't. no se. it was
1: that was an episode on AEW. it was one of their episodes was it i don't, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember it. at all I
0: don't definitely
1: that at all. they had the hem and he teamed with the young bucks i know the match card because i remember that yeah that was definitely on tv i don't remember that maybe or maybe that. they aired it after it maybe. was live I don't but i do being on tv I only remember because Darby Allin's girlfriend was there at that one. but Why would you you remember that? Gigi Dolan, because it was the only time she showed up there. Oh. I just remembered her having a match at that specific venue with the thing. But anyway, next up. How about the difference in the way the WWF slash E brings in new talent in their initial introduction to fans? Example, 1992. Six to eight Razor Ramon vignettes are shown in syndicated television, wrestles a couple of jobbers and beats them, beats Virgil, then Tito on prime time, and boom! He's then inserted into the Flair Savage title program. He then goes in, he gets tipped, I'm sorry, paired up with Flair against Savage and Bret Hart. Oh no, Savage and Perfect. Second main event, Bret Hart title at the Royal Rumble. As we see here, they used to build stars and make them work with top guys. Mm -hmm. Why don't they do that now?
0: I remember Omaga. Omaga. Omaga! Push out the gate. He beat Flair on night one, then he beat a couple of jobbers, then he was in the main event. That was a good example of a push. They do it once in a while, Ryback. Ryback, yeah, I was going to say. I was was going
1: to say Keith Lee before he got hurt. They put him right... now.
0: Nah, they, don't, they, don't, they do have a problem pushing
1: people. But I'm I, sorry, before you just know me, the first night he debuted on Raw, he feuded with Orton, who just came off losing a title. He has not
0: received the push. He has not different because a he was in NXT and and b I feel like it's different now because you have the developmental and they're getting so much more mainstream uh, lookers that you're not gonna have a random guy come in and be like, oh shit, who's this guy? Right, have him do what he has to do, be impressive. I mean, Goldberg, for one, what what he do? He beat all these random guys for a, a while, and then eventually he got up to... I'm trying... Yeah. It I, was
1: more of a late 90s thing, definitely. It's definitely not the way they book now. I don't mind now. the
0: vignettes. I think they should do more of them, because even if it's hyping up a return or hyping up somebody coming... They did it recently with uh, Tara, Tara Valkyrie on NXT.
1: They did it with Ripley, but her vignettes sucked. They, they didn't did tell that. you anything. I think also the quality of vignettes have you gone know, away. No, but
0: the, the quality of vignettes have not gone away. In NXT, they did it with the with Z, uh, the the two Chinese uh, people that they brought up, and they were cool vignettes. People were curious about them.
1: They did they did it with Aleister Black when he first debuted. Black, That's yeah. the last one I could think of where you actually had a guy sitting there talking about his life or trying to tell his trials and tribulations. That's what a vignette should be. Razor Ramon's vignettes were fucking awesome. He was walking around Miami Beach. With a fucking open shirt and Cuban links, hitting on bitches, exactly what the character is, and it worked. Then Even the place, Carlito. in a the
0: place that I'm for sure.
1: Carlito's one it. I think of too. Carlito spitting apples at everybody. Well, Carlito really. didn't
0: really get a crazy
1: push. Oh, he only worked with John Cena at the gate and had yeah, his bodyguard stab him. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, the yeah. guy in the banana pants. But he didn't, he
0: didn't really go anywhere after that. I mean, he was a mid card guy for a lot well, of Well, you know. Scott Hall, the example that... Uh, Technically, was... he
1: was a mid-card guy. And who
0: sent this in to us?
1: This was DuPont from my fr- one of my friends I've met on Twitter who likes to send me in things when he sees me getting real pissed off. Tremendous. Thanks for the question, bro. So,
0: look, Scott Hall didn't win the title either, so we're not talking about someone who was shot to the moon and took the strap. The last guy I can remember who got a big push, done right, was Papua Yumaga. Umaga never won it either. Right. But well, that's the point. He just got on I
1: would say Ryan over Umaga. Kali. Kali I mean, came in, chopped Taker, and took that shit real yeah. quick.
0: But again, well, that's not quite the type of push that he's describing. Well, no, he had vignettes. Come in and build your way up. Yeah. Well, that's made, true. Made
1: he didn't work. squash job two-on-one. Who are we talking about? Oh, Brock. Brock's one of them.
0: Brock is the example of how to book somebody.
1: Oh, my God. He's beating one guy. He's beating fucking the Hardy Boys. He's beating yeah. Kurt. I mean, go through the list. Look at who he Brock squashed on the way up.
0: He beat everybody. He choked out Hogan. Yeah. He won the King of the Ring. He beat RVD. He beat both Hardys.
1: He choked out. Oh, the bear hug. He's, That's he right. He bear
0: hugged Hogan into submission. Squeezed the life out he of him. Squeezed the life out of Hulkamania. Then he beat Rock. Then he beat Take. Then he went on to beat the other yeah, thing with the Big Show. Then he beat Angle. I mean, he was a made man. He yeah. Was in, you the know, stuff with with King of the Ring that was interesting because it made Austin, and it, it you know it helped Brock. And I feel like they don't they don't use it and they don't use what it. What killed King they of the Ring? They give it they give it to guys just ring. to get heat. Yeah. I mean, the last guy to do something with it would have to be Booker T. Uh, but they
1: don't even yeah. put their main
0: guys in King of the Ring. They put all undercard talent. That's okay. You can leave it for the undercard guys. Otherwise, you'd have to stare at Bret Hart with a big crown on his oh, head. Oh, Jesus.
1: But no, even King Sheamus wasn't the worst thing. The problem is, is you can't have every King gimmick do the same thing. Yeah. The last guy who actually won it, and PJ's going to pop, that I actually said, that's a fitting King of the Ring. William Regal. Absolutely, fucking I loved it. I thought it was a great idea. Then they did fucking nothing with it. But... He got popped for steroids or something shortly thereafter. Uh. Fix your fucking body, you flabby Brit. Then he does, and he gets fucking (laughs) suspended. The King of the Ring, what killed the King of the Ring, is the fact that it's not on one night. The whole winning the tournament thing used to mean something. Edge was the last one that I could actually remember winning it, and then nothing happened, because I think he broke his neck shortly after.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Brock did it right. Brock was the different issue. You didn't see him calling himself King Lesnar and coming to the ring with a crown. Right,
1: right. He should have... Some wrestlers should just and take the crown and fucking break it. it.
0: You know someone pitched it.
1: Well, put the crown on him.
0: Imagine if Hunter won that Austin King of the Ring. How different Maybe it would he won it. the next year. He was supposed to win that year if they didn't do the, the click. Then it's there's other guys that won it
1: like Billy Gunn, and then The Rock just decided he didn't need to exist on this earth with the rest the of way us. They
0: talk about that curtain call as if it was this big, huge, monumental event. <laughs>
1: There's four people that are mad about the curtain call well, Gerald one, Briscoe. One was
0: Jerry Briscoe. One was fucking
1: Cornette. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. They <laughs> fucking ruined the record. I'm sure of Dutch
0: business. Mantel was upset, and, and uh, maybe Cowboy Vince. Bill Watts. Vince was not happy. That was probably the, the, the people who were
1: most upset by this. Well, I'm flinging
0: do... papers around. <laughs> Jerry Briscoe wants to stretch people.
1: <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, speaking of people who don't know the difference of a work and a shoot. Yeah. That's our next topic in from James from New Jersey.
0: Why K like, hey, baby's laughing off camera? What's funny?
1: He loves when someone says work or shoot. That's no. one of his favorite things. No, I think he likes Jerry
0: Briscoe stretching people.
1: <laughs> what does it make you think of the time that he uh, told him Kurt Angle, uh, Triple H told him Kurt Angle's too strong? So Why don't you find him in your shoot? <laughs> Why don't you find him in a shoot? How <laughs> that one work out.
0: Apparently, Vince said, Jerry. during Montreal screw job? Jerry. Teach Sean a few things in case he has to fight for himself out there. Like really? You gonna teach Sean <laughs> Michaels in twenty minutes how to take out an angry Bret Hart? I
1: love Sean Michaels. I don't think he would have gotten Bret.
0: I ain't, he ain't crossface chicken winging Bret Hart. But it's, then it's, on yeah. the
1: other side of it, I don't think Bret lifted him by his hair either. I think there's a lot of lot of. Oh, we'll
0: get to Bret Hart, my friend. Don't. <laughs> oh, worry. I thought you forgot about this. I Fuck. didn't forget it, cause you said before someone wrote the best book or some kind of a book we were talking about. I said, we got it right here. Oh, boy. We got it right here.
1: So our next topic from James from New Jersey. Explain the rules of this. I know it's
0: complicated.
1: Work or shoot. I'm going to name a wrestler for you guys. or PJ's going to name a wrestler, you could even bring up a wrestler, kayfabe. And we're going to go around the table, and people are going to give their opinion. If we think they think life is a work, life is a shoot, <laughs> wrestling's a work, wrestling's a shoot, or people who are just completely fucking delusional. And also those so, who have so worked naming, themselves
0: into a shoot. So you're naming a person, we're deciding if they took the business as a work or as a shoot.
1: Right. Let's just quickly explain work and shoot to those of us who haven't been on the if fucking li- internet. No, I'm
0: not doing that. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you don't know work and a shoot. Shame on you. Shame on you.
1: Yeah, they just watch the fucking television. Shoot
0: is for real, work is fake.
1: Thank you. So I'm going to start it off, gentlemen. I'm going to start it with a good one. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Everything's a work. <laughs> life has become a work. Everything's a work to Hulk Hogan. He's always on the work. So you right. think that he doesn't have a real life? He just thinks that wrestling is still his life. Or, can you elaborate? Like, what does in the morning he do when he gets up? Goes to the fucking bathroom, scratches his dick, brushes his teeth. You think he's in the mirror saying, "Brother, we got to make some money." This <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what do yes, you, that's. And his- I think he wakes up, he takes his vitamins, <laughs> says his prayers,
0: drinks his milk, and then yeah, he's about the money.
1: Whatever it is. Know,
0: I still got one more leg in me uh, that I can drop at any moment. <laughs> and, you know, Vince wants to keep me out. Like, he's the sickest thing ever. This is the perfect story for Hulk Do you remember at his birthday party?
1: What, yeah. the one when Lesnar interrupted and called him an old man?
0: It and everybody was terrified because he could have killed everybody in that ring? Yes, Brock could have killed everybody. Piper tried to square up to him. Okay. Okay, Rod. Calm down.
1: That was funny. I like down
0: that. Hulk. So, that night... Old Colgan cut a promo with, like, TMZ. And he said, you know, you know this thing with Brock, brother. You know, he's talking about my family. And uh, he's just, he's, getting it, he's making it personal. <laughs> and I'm like, none of that happened. He just made it up on the spot. It's just a work to him. Well, that's none like... That. He probably wanted to get the money back. Yes, in his mind. He thought he could face life. He thinks that he's still in, you know, the old territories where some promoter is going to pay him to come out of retirement and have a shitty fucking blood fest match. Like, that's what he's... He can't have a match anymore. He's done. The guy's done. He He couldn't have a
1: match with Shawn Michaels. Don't get me started on him.
0: He had a fine match. That's probably one of his better matches.
1: Yeah, because Shawn was doing fucking backflips for him. But
0: Yeah, you asked, there's my answer. Hogan, everything's a work for the Hulk. Yeah.
1: What you got, Kayfabe? Who you want to bring up? Jericho. Worked himself into a shoot.
0: He knows it's a work.
1: I think he he's I think work. he's worked himself into a shoot. I think he wakes up every day and he just can't put down, like... I, He probably has a list at home next to his fucking nightstand.
0: I think he knows it's a work. I think, you know, he's delusional at times, but he has moments of clarity. I think he knows his standing in the business.
1: But don't you see, like, a person... I see a person that doesn't even know who he really is anymore. He's just Y2J. That's who he is. No. That's who he's become.
0: Who else you got?
1: Bret Hart. It's a shoot
0: to <laughs> So it's a shoot to him.
1: So he thinks.
0: He thinks it's real.
1: So that's he'll, why he was so mad. He'll
0: call people by their gimmick name. The <laughs> no. Use. Yes. No. We will talk about Doink. We will talk about Diesel.
1: talk about Razor. Oh, dear Christ. And that's
0: what he does. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon. I did right notice
1: right? he always refers to Sean as HBK. He doesn't even call him Shawn Michaels. Oh, my God. HBK. So it was there with the showstopper. And, uh, <laughs>
0: fucking asshole. Stop it, Brett. Stop the bullshit
1: stone cold steve austin it's a shoot for him it's been a oh, shoot yeah. his whole life it's, it's been a shoot yeah. and if it wasn't a shoot before the day 1997 came it became a fucking shoot every day's a shoot anytime i've seen him interview any wrestler and they say something fucking crooked he shoots he turns into he just metamorphosizes <laughs> back his head starts fucking turning his veins start pumping that man it's all a shoot
0: apparently someone asked him in that that Back and forth he had with Tyson. Mm-hmm. He said, "What would you have done if Tyson wanted to square up with you? I would have whooped his ass." <laughs> <laughs> there that's what he said because in his mind,
1: he thinks he could. He would have. Like oh. Tyson
0: would have fucking killed you in a second. But in his mind, he was gonna fight Tyson. I think that's where his head's at. As we learned when he said, "I, I ain't doing it. Gonna <laughs> do a job. No, like, want me looking at the lights? <laughs> no, thank you." <laughs> k
1: has got the giggles today <laughs> I got the next one Sean Michaels it's a work baby. it's all a fucking work to Sean what about you K what do you think what about Hunter? I didn't talk about honey I was gonna do him next Sean <laughs> Michaels is
0: it a question cave uh I mean yeah I would have to agree with that
1: it's all a- about work with Sean I mean Sean. The work. Sean didn't even give a shit when he was on top. He's give me my vacation. I'm getting the fuck out. here. <laughs> I
0: lost my smile. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, you better watch it. Cause I still to this day go back and think about that time he just collapsed in the middle of the ring. I die a little bit I on the know inside. You all my life. Oh, that was motherfuckers. At least
0: that's I got what one. I <laughs> got one. Cornet. It's a shoot, It's right? been a shoot.
1: It's been
0: a shoot. Goddamn fucking shoot.
1: Always been one.
0: Wrestling's real, motherfucker. <laughs> Life is fake.
1: And while we're going down those 80s legends, Arn Anderson. Shoot. Always has been.
0: You, there, you could not find a shoot interview before his Conrad Thompson stuff where he talked about it as it was fake. Oh, my God. He was talking... He Watch the Four Horsemen DVD. I gave it to you. He talks about it as if this was real, and it happened. Oh, Jesus. We beat up Rick and Morton so bad his face looked like raw hamburger meat. Oh, Jesus. Like no, it never happened.
1: Oli Anderson. Oh, it's a
0: shoot. It's a shoot. It's a shoot. You don't even know where he is. <laughs> Apparently, Shivani <laughs> called oh, I him. I like anybody. Apparently, Shivani called him up the other day, Oli. Oh, boy. How'd that go? Wait, how, do you know? how do you know that? Yeah. He said, because uh, Shivani's podcast. He oh, said, okay. Yeah, he said, Oli was a little out of it. He's old now. He's a little out of it. He says, but Oli told him, I know one thing. I'm a fucking angry old man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Conor said, so didn't change at
1: all. <laughs> right. Rick Flair.
0: I gotta say it's a shoot to him. I you you, you yeah, don't cry and so. blubber that much. To him, I think it was. I think real. he
1: used to be all about the work. I think everything used to be about the work, but then once again he, he worked himself He worked, into worked his himself into his himself shoot. Into his shoot. <laughs> he spent so much money on fucking suits, he had to keep working to pay for them. Then he had to get divorced a couple times. Poor Rick. Worked himself right into his shoot. Bret Hart's another one worked himself into a shoot. Perfect example of working himself into a shoot. What do you think? Brett? Yeah. Um, or did the sh- or did he shoot himself into a work?
0: Well I'll tell you what? Let's hear from the man himself.
1: <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to my least favorite segment ever on this show, Shooting with the Hitman, where PJ reads me an excerpt from the worst book of all time, the 700 page Hitman story. I see you evilly giggling and cackling to yourself over this. So you must really have pulled one out of the uh, fucking... It's open to a page. It's page 302 well, who of who bought
0: the pony? Who won the fucking pony? So he's talking now. I'm going to put this into context for you as best I can. Mm. Uh, Flair dropped the belt to Brett. Brett won his first belt Saskatoon. From, from Flair in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That was Saskatoon. It was Hers- Hershey, Pennsylvania. So this is after he, uh, he had dropped the belt to Brett. On January 9th, 1993, I had to do another return match with Flair at the Boston Gardens, billed as a one-hour marathon match. Wow. It was the first show of a weekend of back-to-back double shots. I'd come up with a good finish that I ran by Vince, but when I told Flair, he began telling me that we were going to do instead. I finally cut him off with regret, dressed him down in front of several wrestlers. Rick. <laughs> I'm the champion, this is how it's going to go. (laughs) He dropped his jaw, turned red, and sat on the bench saying, You're the champ. Rick still managed to mess up the timing for every fall. I was furious when Dave Meltzer wrote in the Wrestling Observer (sighs) that Flair had carried me for the whole match, when in fact, it was the other way around.
1: Is this guy fucking delusional? <laughs> how hard did Goldberg kick him in his fucking head? Go You're going to tell Ric Flair how to wrestle? You're going to work a match with Ric Flair when at that point he's on top of the business, what, 12 years? Who is this guy fucking kidding? <laughs> and you know what upset him the most? Meltzer. Was
0: that the Dave Meltzer did. He gave Flair the credit.
1: In the process of working, he's made himself sound even more fucking weak. Way to go, Brett. And then there's no way Flair would have just sat down and huffed and puffed. Flair would have fucking started chopping people. There's no and way he's, Flair, he's, here's Flair was eating issue. that. my issue.
0: On the back, okay, babe, can you read the little blurb, the top blurb? The Born right here Oh, Bret Hart is the best there is, the best there was, the best there will be, quotations, Ric Flair.
1: Ric Flair must you... have been off his fucking meds that day. You...
0: No. Hey, can I get a blurb from my book where I bury you? Fuck you, Brett. How about that? Fuck you, Ric Flair. Fuck you, Bret Hart. On behalf of Ric Flair, on behalf of the High Flyer, on behalf of the Ring Crew Faithful. Fuck you. Fuck everybody that looks like You You think you just sat there and said, Yeah, this is I think I think Bret Hart is a delusional individual. I think literally look I loved a delusional
1: man. I loved Brett growing up. I think Goldberg really rattled his fucking brain when he kicked him. Bitter.
0: Bitter. He just he just seemed, he needs. He's got FOMO
1: because he watches Shawn Michaels and he yeah. says, "I could have wrestled another ten years if I didn't go to fucking WCW and work with the most unsafe wrestler of all time."
0: Yeah, he's not happy. I think he's a little bitter, and that bitterness sometimes comes through. But to talk to Flair like, in front of several wrestlers, he had to add, like, "Yeah, okay." It, it, it
1: reeks of bullshit.
0: Well, you already know. I'm enjoying this segment. I like it. It's fun.
1: I think this is horrendous. I can't wait for Triple H to write a fucking book. Oh,
0: my God. And then
1: I told Hogan, drop the leg on him. Can I I not hook the leg, Big Rig? Oh, don't get me started on those fucking weak people. That's
0: what I told Vince. If I can't win the King of the Ring crown, give it to Steve. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's what Booker said. Wait 20 minutes and then 10 me." (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, gentlemen, exactly.
1: this episode has been filled with the giggles. I like—I actually like today's show, even though we kind of went against the normal format we stick well, to. Well,
0: when wrestling sucks, we got to provide that sweet content for the people.
1: Hey, there's tons of stuff on Peacock that's good to watch, except, you know, Monday Night Raw clips. Stay the fuck away from those. But, ladies and gentlemen, I am the High Flyer at High Flyer RCR. He is stinky shitty <laughs> at Nikki K Faves RCR. And he is at PJ Stack RCR, our resident. The arbiter of all
0: things professional Say
1: Sarah Resident Arbiter, but same shit. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Ring Crew Radio. We love the Ring Crew faithful, and we'll get up to you next week. Thank you.